0: God bless you. Thanks so much for joining with me again on this podcast today. You know God has a plan for your life and he will succeed. He's trying his best to get you to participate. Yeah, that's right. Your participation is important. God demands that we participate in our miracles. That's the truth. And it's the way God intended it for work. Do you know that even when God made Adam and Eve in a perfect world, He He planted a garden, the Bible says in the book of Genesis, eastward in Eden, and there in the garden. Is where he put the man and the woman that he had created. Adam and Eve were placed in a garden that God had created. There was no sin, there was no sickness, there were no problems, but yet God gave them some instructions in order to have a successful life. You would think that a life without sin would just be successful. You would think that a life without all of the enemies of our soul and all the problems we're going through would just be successful. You would think that a life freshly created by God, in the will of God, set in into the garden of God. You know, knowing the plan of God would just be successful on its own. But that's not the way the Bible paints the picture, gives the account of what God expected in the garden of Eden. Even though Adam and Eve were freshly created by the hand of God, even though Adam and Eve were were made in the image of God, even though Adam and Eve had never known sin, sin did not exist in that garden. Even though God had gotten everything prepared, everything ready, and they knew the will of God for their life, God yet had some expectations for them. And one of the expectations was is that they would be fruitful, and then another one that they would multiply, a third one that they would replenish the earth, a fourth one that they would fill the earth with more people just like them, be reproductive, and then as well that they would have dominion over the things that God had given them. In fact, God said to them, I'm putting you in the garden so that you can dress the garden, the King James says and keep the garden what are those two things even in a perfect world god intends for us to cultivate the things he's given us god intends for us to 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 make what he has given us more fruitful to pay attention to it to take care of it and then to keep the garden to dress it cultivate it and to keep it the word keep means to guard that means that we're we're, we're not just cultivating it we're guarding it we're protecting it it's important when god gives us something that we take care of it and we we protect it from uh, from those that would like to steal it, in this case, the devil. In that case, in the Garden of Eden, it was the serpent that that was more subtle than any beast of the field, and he wanted to take the garden away from Adam and Eve. And indeed, he ended up uh, getting the garden taken away from them simply because they ran afoul of the Word of God. The Word of God became a question instead of a command. The Word of God became more perhaps like a suggestion instead of the Word of God. It's so important that we realize God's Word is not just a suggestion. God's Word is not to be questioned. It is to be understood, and the questions we may present to God trying to understand His Word is different than the questions we present to God or others trying to find a reason why that Word does not apply to us or that word does not have application in that situation. But yet God intended for Adam and Eve to participate in in the miracle. The miracle was that God created the heavens and the earth. The miracle was God created mankind in his own image. The miracle was that God set man into the garden. The miracle was that God was going to continue to protect them and and help them to increase and cultivate and multiply and replenish and fill the earth with more people just like them and have dominion, you know, subdue everything that, 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 that gave them any trouble and have dominion over everything else that God created. You know, that was going to be the miracle. But what did God need in order for that miracle to take place? He needed them to participate. And God needs us to participate today. God demands we participate in our miracle. And the way we begin to participate in the miracle that God has given us is for us to begin to embrace His Word in our life. The Word of God, the Bible says, is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. The Word of the Lord, like commandments. The Word of the Lord is like fresh bread. The Word of the Lord is like a seed put in good ground, on and on and on and on. The Word of God speaks to us about a daily bread, a daily sustenance, a daily responsibility, a daily intake so that we can continue to grow, renew our minds, and grow into the person God wants us to be. Do not be conformed to this world, Romans 12 says, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of our minds. Well, let's renew our minds with our Proverbs today. As you remember, we're in the book of Proverbs, and today is the fourth. We're in Proverbs chapter 4, and you have a proverb for every day of the month. Don't let this be the only month that you do your Proverbs, because as you continue to take the Word of God into your life, Especially the word in Proverbs concerning wisdom for life, you will continue to get wiser. You can check yourself with this word every day. You can challenge yourself with this word every day. And every day, this word will change you to be more like Christ. So today, let's renew our minds with this word. Are you ready? Proverbs chapter 4, the King James Version. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law, for I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from your word from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not and she shall preserve thee Love her and she shall keep thee Wisdom is the principal thing Therefore get wisdom And with all thy getting get understanding Exalt her and she shall promote thee She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence, but the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness; they know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words; incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes; keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established." Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. What a tremendous word here as this king, King Solomon, is putting pin to the wisdom that he has gleaned through the experiences God has given him in life and through the experiences that life has afforded him. God gleaned the wisdom from every activity of man and placed Solomon in a very singular position where Solomon would be the wisest man who ever lived. This was the promise of God. He would be wiser than anyone else who had ever lived. How did Solomon catalog and how did Solomon uh, continue to, to bring all this wisdom and get all this wisdom and gather all this wisdom? Well, he talks about it in the book of Ecclesiastes. Solomon says that this wise teacher, he gleaned understanding. He learned things from the things he saw, the things he witnessed, the things he experienced. You see, the experiences that God allowed Solomon to have and the experiences that Solomon chose even in his departures from the will of God gave him great insight and perspective into the wisdom of God. And then by the anointing of the Holy Spirit late in Solomon's life, Solomon began to to catalog this wisdom, to write down these sayings of his heart. And God indeed left us this book to give us great understanding. Today, there's something that I would like for us to meditate on as we choose one verse here uh, uh, and and, uh, one concept. And that is verse 1 of chapter 4. Solomon said this, Hear ye children the instruction of a father. Listen, Solomon said. Here is wisdom. This is often, you know, the place that we begin to grow wise, it's when we understand and embrace the value of listening to the instruction of a father. Not only is he talking about our Father God but also our spiritual fathers that God grants us and gives us along the way. Those that rise to the occasion to impart to us wisdom, the wisdom of our Heavenly Father through a spiritual father. Those who disciple us and those who, who, who teach us the Word of God attend, he continues, to know understanding. He was talking about here how his father David had spent time with him, teaching him the wisdom of God. You see, David was a man after God's own heart. And although the word of God teaches us in, 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 in total context that David did not spend time with all of his children, much to their sad demise. You see, uh, many of David's sons ended up departing from the will of God and and ended up uh, even um, going against the will of God. What made Solomon a little wiser? What made Solomon different in his young life? The Bible tells us even here in this book that David invested in Solomon. Verse 3 even tells us Solomon was saying, for I was my father's son. Well, there's something to claim whenever you know your roots, whenever you know who it is that has imparted into your life. Let me ask you, who is it that's investing in your life? Who is it that you are allowing to hold a position of wisdom, a position of instruction? Who is it in your life that holds a position of respect? I know your Father God does, but God also has someone else in mind to put into your life so that you could be guided along with a greater wisdom of of more experience, a greater wisdom of of more godliness, who is it that is investing in you? Who are you allowing to invest? Who is it in your life that could influence you and, and perhaps even change your mind or at least ask you to put something on hold and you would do it out of respect for that person in that position? You see, that's what Solomon was telling us. Solomon gained wisdom partly because he listened to the instruction of his father. He was taught to... In verse 4, he says, He taught me also and said to me, Let your heart retain my commandments and you will live. The implication is you will have a better life if you will listen to the instructions and let your heart hold on to the wisdom of those whom God has placed in your life to teach you, to instruct you. Today, what we glean from the book of Proverbs and what I gleaned from the wisdom of Solomon today and and what I'm going to challenge myself as I check my life and challenge myself I know that this will change me. I know it will make me more like God. I know it will make me better. I know it'll make me wiser. I know it will help me. If I check myself with God's word and I challenge myself with God's word, God's word will change me and my mind can be renewed by this very word that we've, that we've discussed today. Today, I'm going to meditate on this particular principle and today I'm going to put it into practice. I am going to open up my heart. I am going to search my heart and I'm going to make sure that my heart retains, has retained, and continues to retain the wisdom of those that God has placed in my life to teach me, those that God has placed in my life as spiritual leaders, that my heart would be open to their words. Today, I'm going to hear a word, fresh instruction. I'm going to glean wisdom and experience uh, from the things that I'm facing, but I'm also going to hold on to the things that my Father has taught me to the things that those people whom God has placed in my life as spiritual leaders have dared to share with me. And Today, let me encourage you as well. Know who it is that God has encouraged you to follow, to listen to, to respect, to embrace as someone sent by God to teach you wisdom. Well, let's pray. Let's seal this word in our heart. okay? And as we do, let's realize that not only should we receive from our fathers and spiritual mothers and those that God has placed in our life to teach us, but we should also become spiritual parents, a spiritual father, a spiritual mother to those around us so that in days to come with our heart of God, we can share. And grow others like David invested in Solomon, that we too can make an investment in someone else's life by daring to share the wisdom of the Word of God with others God sends our way. Let's pray. Father, Today, Lord, we receive your word. We thank you, God, for the counsel and wisdom, Lord, that it gives to us. And, Lord, today we put this principle in our life, Lord, that we are going to search for, Lord, and we're going to be respectful to, Lord. And, God, we're going to embrace the words, Lord, of those that you put in our path, Lord, to teach us and instruct us, Lord. God, those teachers, as, as the book of Hebrews says, Lord, that we would obey those who have the rule over us, who have taught us the word of God, that we would submit ourselves to them because they watch after our soul, that they may do it with joy and not with grief. God, today, let our minds be renewed, Lord, by your word, Lord, and the word that is shared with us, Lord, the principles of your word, Lord, that others come, Lord, to teach us and share with us, Lord. Bless us, Almighty God, that we may be respectful, Lord, and that we might retain the wisdom, Lord, that we glean from others, Lord, and from the experiences of life, Lord. And God, help us as well, Lord, to make sure that we, along the way, may Make that same deposit of wisdom that we invest in others, Lord, as those, Lord, that you, Lord, have brought to us to be our spiritual children. God, today, help us, Lord, to identify, Lord, to embrace, to respect, to appreciate, Lord. And then, Father, also, to find the place where we can become investors in others. Thank you for your word today, Lord. This is our commitment. Help us, Lord. Uh, to, to, to fully embrace this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, renew your mind with the word of Almighty God. Every day, take a bite of God's word. Every day, take this morsel of this heavenly bread and take it with you. Chew on it, meditate on it, eat on it. Let it feed you all day long. Okay. Well, thanks again for joining us on this podcast today, and I will see you tomorrow, okay, for chapter five in the book of Proverbs. God bless you.